welcome everyone to the Supersize Phys Ed Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Carney, and I teach large groups in Fort Myers, Florida, kindergarten through fifth grade. So I want to talk today about large group strategies. Now, everyone's in a different position, so this is gonna, I'm going to try to keep this as generic as I can. Some of you have large groups, and it's just you, and there's you know, 45, 50 students, which is kind of crazy. And some, some of you have, like me, over 100, and I have three paras. Some of you have less than that, or some of you have more than that. And so my goal on this podcast, as always, is to bring as much value as I can to the PE community and for you to push that forward. And if I can give you any ideas, even one, that feels good to me. I'm glad. Because I look to you, all of you, for strategies online and little tips here and there, little things I can implement. So hopefully I give you that same back. And so today, again, I'd like to talk about large group strategies and what we can do to get organized, especially in the beginning of the year, but really just throughout your whole program. So here we go. All right, little transition beat there, just because. So to start, um, now some of this can go like really in detail. And I figure just today I'm going to give you a basic overview of some of the things I do. And again, maybe that can help anybody out there, especially if some of the newer teachers or sometimes, you know, when I was, when I first started teaching PE, this is my eighth year, I was thrown in right, I was thrown right into the fire. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, and I hate to say that. I mean, I was a teacher, I was in the classroom and I was a um, personal trainer and I ran kids camps. So I, I knew how to work with students. I, I know and I knew sports and and just in general how to run programs like that. But I didn't know what I was doing. And so hopefully some of these tips might help you because I learned along the way. And this is, you know, eight years of good and bad here. So I'm hopefully I can give you some good stuff here. So the first thing is I'm planning. So planning's hard. I mean, I see people make these nice calendars and you know, on Comic Life 3, and it, it looks all, it's perfect. It's like this week we're doing this, this week we're doing this. Well, when you have six classes at a time, it's not easy to do all, let's say, throwing and catching at the same time for younger students or all target games for the older students, things like that, because there's not enough space or there's not enough equipment or there's not enough coaches. And so what I try to do, especially with the younger students, if uh, kindergarten, first and second, actually third, they all have six classes this year. And it varies from year to year, but for the most part, K through three, I always have six classes. Sometimes it's actually closer to seven because I'll split a class. And on the days I call the perfect storm, of course they're at PE, all of them. So um, planning, I try to, what I try to do is my, what I call my zone defense. It's, there's four adults and there's six classes. So I'll, I'll try to create a big game in the field. Now we do have a lot of space. So I have a big field, and I'll try to create a big game out there, usually a tagging-type game. And I try to mix things up. I try to mix up the locomotor movements. I try to mix up you know, just the way we tag, the way we um, either can pick up objects or not, or freeze on freeze. Just working on different skills. Maybe it's a balance thing if you get tagged, or maybe you know, just working on different things. And I, I remember a long time ago, somebody said to me on, I think on Voxer, this is a long time ago, said, oh, you know, tagging is like you know summer camp kind of thing well yes and no I, I do agree that you know I don't want to tag I don't want to do tag all the time but sometimes you know when you have six classes and you want to do skill-based things with some of them you need a big game out there so that all the kids can be moving at the same time 
And so, you know, I, I'm not the biggest fan of tagging, and we don't always do tagging, but it makes up a good portion of our, our curriculum because of the number of students. And we, with that, I want to teach strategies. I want to teach the way we move. I want to teach all the movements as far as sliding and skipping and hopping and leaping. And, and we, we teach all those things. So, and, you know, good sportsmanship and how we treat each other. And all those things can be wrapped up into tagging. And I don't want to make this a big tagging thing, but I'm just telling you that a lot of times what I'll do is I'll take three classes of the six, put them in the field, and do some kind of big game out there. And so and there'll be two coaches as well, two coaches, three classes in the field. Then I'll, I'll do like a 3-2-1. Then another group will have a two-class game or two classes under the pavilion, um, typically, let's just say. And they will work on like a throwing or catching game or, or something along those lines, like a prairie dog pickoff or something where they're throwing the ball at pins or they're doing something where they're, you know, again, it's, it's two classes and it's one coach. So it's not always easy, but that's, you know, it's something we've adapted to and, and I think uh, it's worked out well. And then one class will have one coach. <laughs> so that'll be my small group. It'll be one class, one coach. And we could break that into many different games and many different skills, just depending on what we're doing. And again, that's not the topic of this podcast, not to do all the specifics, but just as a general idea, the 3 two, one with four adults works well. Now, last week, we did something a little different. Um, we were doing, actually, last week and this week, I took two classes under the pavilion, did throwing and catching. Um, there was a uh, tag game. No, I'm sorry, that was this week. But last week, there was a soccer game in the field, two classes. And then two classes did something um, totally different. You know, so it was a two-two-two basically, and one—I don't know why I can't think what it was at the other group, but they—I know it was two-two-two, and it worked out really well. Um, and so you can experiment with that. I mean, the most I've ever done that did not work was uh, four classes together with two coaches. It just—it was just too many. Trying—I was trying to break down, do like a four-one-one where four classes went with two coaches, then one coach in one class, on, and then another one coach one class. It was just too many kids with four classes, just way too many, and too many problems, too many collisions, things like that. So so as far as planning, I'm going to leave you with that. Kind of figure out the strategy of the zone defense. How are you going to work it? Not everybody's in the same situation. I'm talking to people that are like, well, I have one para, and there's 100 of us. Okay. Well, then figure out what's what will work best. Obviously, you know, 50 and 50, but, you know, could it be something different? You know, I, I don't know. Could it, could it be... Um, somebody takes a little more one day and somebody takes a little less or the, or station rotation or, you know, it's it's your program and you need to figure out what's best for you and your students. But it's definitely something to think about ahead of time, especially before the start of the year or even if something's not working. Let's, let's work on it. Let's change it. Let's make it better. Okay, number two, the units. Now, this is also a hard part because I feel like there's times when, because I have all these classes going and all these moving parts and Especially near the end of the year, I feel like I'm running out of ideas and, and I'm just kind of like throwing random games in with the little kids. The bigger kids, we'll talk about in a moment. It's, it's a little different, but I want to work towards a progression. And the best thing to do is to check the Shape America book, the standards, the learning objectives, and go through what needs to be covered and work out the units that way. Because like right now, we're working on foot dribbling in the field, but I'm still doing throwing and catching under the pavilion. And I'm doing, you know, chasing and fleeing and dodging in the field. So I'm doing three different things at once because we have, that's how it works. But I want to make sure I have a progression where I don't just say, okay, I'm going to do parachute games now. And then later in, you know, in about April or May, I'm like, oh man, I'm going to bring that parachute back out. Like I want to, 
you know, same thing with scooters. I want to make sure there's a, a unit involved where, you know, we can work these progressions um, as best we can. So again, this isn't the time for specifics, but that's kind of the general idea there. Now, three, five, three, 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 third, fourth, and fifth, I try to follow the TGFU model. Now, it's not always perfect, and we, I don't feel like we always have the smallest groups possible, but this year, not third grade, though, third grade is six classes, but we have four classes in fourth and fifth grade, so it's perfect. We have, you know, we could do uh, each coach gets a class, which we have done, or we can do a slightly bigger game. Um, we Like today or this week, we're doing crossover with two classes and two coaches, and then you know, I'll take a class and I'm working on golf, like chipping skills. I was doing putting last week or last couple of weeks. And then another coach has one class and they were doing, I have no idea. It's funny. I, all of a sudden I'm drawing blanks on what we're doing this week. Um, but they were doing another game. And I'm oh, so, sorry. We're still doing target. We're finishing up target. So they were doing a target game with soccer um, and poly spots. They have to dribble to a poly spot and try to shoot. And if they make it, they take it. And we add up points. And so we work on those skills. So. Um, again, we're, we're we're really doing target games, but I'm, and that goes along with the golf. But I wanted to throw in the invasion game in the field because it's just something we do almost all year, and it's just something I wanted to get the kids used to. Basically, the rules and procedures and how we play. So, those are the units I try to follow. I try to make a progression in TGFU. It goes target, then striking and fielding games like uh, kickball and and baseball. Very modified games though, small group games. And then net wall games like um, like a modified volleyball or four square or tennis or pickleball. And then it goes to invasion or evasion, what's called territorial games, which are um, the tagging games where there's no base kind of thing. That's Those are evasion. Most invasion games are sport-based games like soccer or hockey or we play a lot of pillow polo or any kind of capture flag type games. But we try to modify them. We try to keep them small group-based small-sided games, uh, they're called. So I don't want 11-11 soccer. I don't want, you know, five kids standing in line waiting in line for relay races. That's not what my my curriculum's about, and I hope that's not yours as well. So, um, again, keep keep the line short, keep kids moving, and, you know, show the progressions that they're learning the strategies, they're learning the games, and just keep spiraling it forward um, as we go. The next thing is class structure. So it depends on your time. Now, I have 40-minute class periods. I For one year, I had 45, and then they, they cut back again to 40. So, you know, the student should have an expectation of what, you know, what, are, what does a class look like? When they come in, my students know they go right to a dot and they sit until the music starts, and I try to start right on time. And if classes are filtering in, that's fine. They're filtering in. And I will do a five, about a five-minute warm-up. I'll do a song or two songs or I, one of my music montages I put together. And we'll just do some exercises and dances. And that's their warm-up for the most part. Sometimes I'll do a certain day of the week like a workout Wednesday where that warm-up will be a fit radio. And we'll do some just other exercises. Okay, But the kids know that ahead of time. They know what they're coming into. Okay, And that, I've built that throughout the years. And I encourage you to do the same. I mean... I definitely don't want to keep teaching the same thing over and over again for 20 years. That's not what I'm talking about. But they should have expectations of, you know, here's what's going to happen when we go to PE. Okay. And they know the next five minutes or so, I'm doing a big question. And it's hard sometimes because I I have overarching questions and then I have smaller group questions. So I'll ask an overarching question. You know, let's say, again, we're working on throwing and catching. And the, the younger students kindergarten especially we're just trying to figure out what our dominant hand is you know and or dominant you know foot or leg we're kicking with so just simple stuff but we'll turn and talk or do a walk and talk things like that 
That's and they'll take the first ten minutes right there. Then the next thirty minutes, okay, twenty to twenty-five, let's say, will be in their station with their coaches, their individual individual stations. And we don't rotate much, but I mean that could be a part of your curriculum where you rotate. We just, I just don't feel like we have time to rotate for the most part. It just it's just not enough time. And then the last five minutes or so, we're cooling out. We're getting drinks. We're sitting on dots. We're chilling out. Sometimes we're stretching if there's time. Not always, but. You know the kids know that's what to expect. That's what they. That's what we do in PE. Okay. The last thing for for right now is the procedures. So you need to have a procedure as to how things are done in class. Okay. How how and when do they go to the bathroom? Okay. I have I have two bathrooms. One for boys. One for girls. I have 120 kids. What do you What do you do? How do you get drinks? Okay. They know that when they first come in they can't go to the bathroom unless it's an emergency. You know they can't get drinks right away. They have to. Go to the individual stations, and then they can ask their coaches there. At the very end, we get drinks. If they bring a water bottle, this is something new this year. I told them they have to put them off to the side, like on one of the pillars um, in our pavilion, okay? Because they used to bring them in every year, and they'd be flipping them, and they'd be spilling them, and they'd be rolling them around. And I just figured it's better to just keep them off to the side. It's less distraction, and that's that's worked out really well. But that's up to you, okay? Music, you know, is a big thing for transitions, and the students know. And I know a lot of you do this where if the music's on, that's when they can go to the bathroom and get drinks. If the music's off or I'm talking, that's not time for it. So you need to figure out these, you know, what you want in your curriculum, what you want for your program and how you want it to, how do you want to manage that? You know, um, also, how do you, how are you going to get their attention? Okay. Do you, you know, I use a whistle. I also say freeze, please. That's a Kagan structure. That, and the whole school uses it. I raise my hand and say, freeze, please. And they know in three seconds they need to be quiet and they need to be ready to go and listening and eyes on me. Okay? In the field, um, this has taken a while and some kids don't like this, but I have them come If I need to talk to them or we're doing questioning, I have them come in. I'm like, I blow the whistle or something. I say, everybody, get here and take a knee. And they all have to come in and take a knee and they have to listen. And, then, and we might do questioning. And then they're able to go off, you know, go off and about their, you know, whatever they're doing. They're, they're back to their regular station or whatever they're doing. Okay, but these are things that have, you have to be modeled over and over again. It's a model, model, model. It's very important. So those are some of the basic things. And now I want to give you our cowbell tip of the day. All right. So your tip of the day is this. It's a real short one. It is spend time on these procedures, especially procedures. Spend a lot of time. One thing I even forgot to mention was the conflict corner that I got from uh, the PE specialist and also, um, well, that's Ben Landers. He's awesome. And so is Joey Fyth from thephysicaleducator.com. So I got the conflict corner posters. And that's something that needs to be modeled over and over again. You can't just throw it out there one time and expect kids to use it. Okay. Um, as far as, you know, the kids know what to expect. They know this because you model it over and over again. My students know that you know, if they do a good job, then Friday is Fun Friday. They get to, they get free choice day. Okay, they know that. They're, they're like, yeah, it's Fun Friday tomorrow. Like they they have the expectations because we built it over the years or over at least this year. Okay, they know how to come in. My kindergartners, you know, it's hard every year, but you know, right now, a couple months in, they know how to sit on the dot. They know when it's time to jump around and have fun. Now it's not always perfect, but if you model these things over and over again and take that first couple weeks, especially in the school year. Take the take that time. If you miss five minutes, ten minutes, or more than that, um, you know each day, and you just work on that. It, it, it'll last, and it'll, then you know when in the spring you won't be pulling your hair out, and I don't have much left of it anyway. 
You'll be pulling your hair out because kids aren't listening. You've modeled it and modeled it and modeled it. Please take that time. That is your cowbell tip of the day. All right. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I hope that uh, gave you a couple ideas there and love to hear your feedback at supersizephysed.com. You guys are awesome. I'm looking for a beat on my thing here that I put in. I'm not sure if you heard this one or not. Let me try this one. Try to give you a different beat every time. I'm going to try this one. Have a great day. You guys are awesome, and I'll talk to you soon. I think you heard that one. I'm stopping right now. Stop it. Try this one. Now you heard that one, I think, too. Man. All right. I'll put some more in there. Maybe not. I like it anyway. Check it out. All right. Stop. Ah, this is the new one.